are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a March 7th Tuesday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com and also occasionally at the Associated Press, formerly Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. Locked On Blazers is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can get a wide variety of podcasts for your favorite NBA or NFL team, even things like the NFL Draft. Uh, we, we've got it covered, so definitely be sure to check out the vast selection of podcasts and content that we have on the Locked On Podcast Network. Nurk Sanity, it is in full effect, as if it wasn't already insane enough. The Blazers defeated the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight 126-121. Yes, that was in regulation. There was no overtime needed to get that many points in this game for either team. And as I mentioned, the Blazers are victorious. They get balanced scoring from everybody on the roster. The bench tonight was fantastic. Everyone was contributed tonight, really. I mean, this was this was one of the rare true team wins that this team has had this season. But we're going to go to the tightest part of that game. We're going to go to those last two minutes. The Blazers win this one, and in the last two minutes, they outscore the Thunder 12-7, to thanks in large part to Yusuf Nurkic, who was in foul trouble for most of this game. He sat for much of the third quarter. Myers Leonard, who you may have heard is also dealing with uh, his dog, is dealing with some health problems. His, his dog Bella, who is obviously very close to, and anyone who has an animal knows that that is is really hard. Uh, and 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 Myers Leonard uh, had a great game tonight, filling in for Nurkic, but Nurkic down the stretch making some clutch baskets. He had six of Portland's final twelve points. C.J. McCollum had four for the Blazers, and Damian Lillard had two. Those came from free throws. But the Blazers outscore the the Thunder in the final five minutes of this game and were able to survive a career night for Russell Westbrook. He had 58 points, a new career high. He also had nine assists, three rebounds, three steals, but ultimately it was not enough. He went 6 of 15 in the fourth quarter, did Westbrook. So uh, it's not that he didn't have chances. He did not leave any bullets in the gun, but he uh, he he kept shooting and he and he kept missing. So, uh, yeah, uh, Westbrook just wasn't able to make enough clutch shots down the stretch. Even though he had a lot of open ones, there were a couple three pointers down the stretch of this game where uh, he had open looks, and then some other ones where you're like, "What the heck is he doing?" But that's the Westbrook experience. And tonight, it ended in a losing effort for the Thunder. Uh, other than Westbrook, they had 11 points from Enos Cantor, 16 from Victor Oladipo, nobody else in double figures, whereas the Blazers had, uh, let's see, 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys in double figures, including Noah Vonley, who you never is like a, double figures is like an antonym. You don't associate that with, with Noah Vonley, uh, or it's you know it's antithetical. Whatever, I'm making up words right now because that was the best one of the season, and so I'm a little. That was wow. Uh, yeah. So Nurkic down the stretch. How he got those buckets, uh, one key bucket down the stretch, he gets Russell Westbrook on him after a scramble, and the Blazers go right to him, and Westbrook is a monster, and, and not a guy that gets pushed around by anyone, he does the pushing, and Nurkic got the ball, took one step, and and just bowled Westbrook over, and Westbrook could do nothing about it because Nurkic is enormous and and a monster and almost three hundred pounds, and and so uh, he gets a bucket there uh, on on a turnaround uh, down the stretch of this one, and then his other big basket down the stretch, he sets a pick, rolls hard, catches the ball in the middle, and then kind of nudges his shoulder into Taj Gibson and finishes to get another bucket then down at the other end he gets a a big rebound on a Westbrook miss and uh, he battled Steven Adams all night and and outplayed him in the minutes that he did play Nurkic only played 25 minutes as I mentioned he had the foul trouble and then he makes clutch free throws which he's not a good free throw shooter so he does everything down the stretch uh, McCollum ha- had a big bucket as well, a floater in the lane. Uh, but McCollum being clutched down the stretch is something we've gotten used to, something that Lamar Heard shouted out on the broadcast, and something that I've talked about a lot on this podcast is how efficient CJ is in the clutch. He is shooting 56% almost in clutch situations in the NBA, and that blows away anybody that's taken uh, you know, a, 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 re- a good amount of shots in the clutch. A lot of people talk about Isaiah Thomas and I I mentioned this before the All-Star break. A lot of people mention Isaiah Thomas when it comes to clutch, but CJ has been so much more efficient and uh I'm I'm glad that he's gotten more uh opportunities to show that uh to show and and to get the ball in those situations because really when he gets a shot, it's not a bad shot wherever he's going, even if it's one of those mid-range floaters that for other guys would be inefficient. So CJ McCollum having some big plays down the stretch and uh, the bench in this one was Nurkic will get the headlines and rightfully so because he's the new guy and he is the uh, the hot new thing and it's awesome. He is doing things that I don't think we've seen in a while. That Westbrook basket the post up the mouse in the house type stuff. That is something that we haven't seen from a blazer center in a long time. And something we haven't seen from a post player since LaMarcus. And I am going to continue sticking with my point that Nurkic is the most versatile big man that they've had since LA. And tonight he delivered in the clutch, which is a a, a huge bonus. He had five fouls and played with five fouls down the stretch. He got a charging call on him. And, and everything. So Nurkic will deservedly get the headlines because he should. And he he's awesome. And and there's absolute reason to talk about him. But 
the Blazers would have lost this game had the bench not come through, and that is everybody that came in off the bench, really. And then even guys that start that I would consider part of the bench, like Noah Vonley. But Alan Crabb led the team in scoring tonight, 7 of 10 from the field, 5 of 7 from 3. He was cash money early. He uh, played down the stretch and was part of their finishing group. And uh, although he didn't make any shots in the fourth quarter or down, down that final stretch to put the Blazers, to put the game away, uh, he helped provide spacing and that threat uh, helped things in the middle uh, for Nurkic to roll and the, and the guards to do their thing because they weren't able to cheat off of him. And then Aminu, down the stretch, had some great defensive plays and also just played well offensively, had a big offensive rebound in that final stretch uh to get Portland an extra possession I believe he got the rebound on the play where Nurkic got the post up against Westbrook and he also had a couple of blocks down uh, on the other end he had three on the night and he was five of six from the field and then Myers Leonard as I mentioned uh you know dealing with a, a tough situation personally and he is five of eight from the field two of four from three he was really putting the ball it, it was uh it was uh, Myers did play like that against Brooklyn, and he just continued that, and and that has been uh, something that has escaped him often and escaped the Blazers often is getting these consistent performances from their bench, and they have another great offensive output in this one. Obviously, you'd rather have the defense be a little bit better, but when you're going against Russell Westbrook, I don't know how what you know how much there is that you can really do, and when he's getting 58 points. Neither team played good defense tonight, and and Portland just had a little bit more balance, and and they were a little bit more efficient in doing it. They had some more three-pointers, they were just better from the field, and they didn't turn the ball over as much. And in this game where it was an offensive shootout, those turnovers really ended up mattering because you are wasting possessions when the other team is scoring really efficiently. So the, the Thunder lost the game in the turnover department, and both teams also hit the offensive board super hard. So that's another reason why this game was so high scoring. Both teams really hit the offensive glass hard. And welcome back, the offensive rebounding Blazers. I think Nurkic deserves a great deal of credit for that. But Noah Vonley had four offensive rebounds to lead the team in this game. And it's, it's the one thing that he's proven that he can be good at in this league as a, as a player, is he can rebound. And he had four offensive boards. He had 11 points, five of six from the field. And he he still may frustrate at times, but he got switched on to Westbrook a lot of times, did his, did a decent job, as good as you can do. Westbrook still hit shots, and but but Vonley uh, really provided something. And, and Harkless uh, continuing to play well in that unit he only, he didn't play uh as much tonight as he has recently but he played 29 minutes had six points four rebounds two assists two steals and two blocks so he gave you a little bit of everything and he had three offensive boards which is really encouraging and I think something that he could continue to get better at with Nurkic getting in there deflecting the ball and keeping the ball alive because Harkless is naturally a really athletic guy and he's got a wide base and can move guys out of the way. So he has potential, I think, to be a guy that can crash the boards and get those extra possessions for the Blazers that are so important to the health of their offense. As I've mentioned, 
offensive rebounding was such a key to last year's success. And for most of the season, the Blazers have not had that. But uh, recently, they've really, really uh, just done a better job of that on the glass. They it, 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 it has really changed things for them. It changes things for their offense. Their offensive rating has been much better post-All-Star. And I, I, I think... I think the the uptick in rebounding has had a lot to do with that. Uh, it it you know when measured out over uh, these couple of games, uh, it, it's not as big of a difference. As, you know, it's not a monstrous difference. But who knows? Maybe those that slight percentage increase is 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 means something. And so uh, Portland is getting those extra possessions. They got them down the stretch in this game, and it was huge for them. So Portland getting a little bit friskier on the offensive glass, and they they needed it tonight against a team that is one of the best, if not the best, uh, rebounding team in the league. So uh, pretty great overall performance from the Blazers tonight. You know, defense aside, I mean, you look at the the offensive rating in this game for both teams, Portland posted a 129.5, and the Thunder posted a 124.4. Like I said, this game uh, was super high scoring. Both teams extremely efficient tonight from the field and and both teams kind of going back and forth. But uh, it it doesn't it doesn't make the win uh, any worse. It doesn't make it any less of a win. And that's what Portland needs right now to get into the playoffs. I know that uh, the tanking conversation is one that is ongoing and it's. It's not that easy to say, at least for me, to say they should just tank and lose every game because there is something to be said, I think, for building winning habits. And Portland has invested so much darn money into this roster that it's not necessarily I don't I don't think it's a good thing for the market value of the guys that a lot of people say need to be traded for this team to be bad. And they're still going to be bad if they make the playoffs. They're still not going to be a winning team. But maybe they can up their value a little bit. And and that is probably worth something to this team down the stretch. Or, or down the road, excuse me. And so it's a little bit harder for me when the team is starting to do things like this. They're finally starting to be kind of fun to watch. Kind of exciting. And... then you want them to lose. And I get it. In the long term, if you zoom out and you just completely don't pay attention to what losing does, the cost of it, all that stuff, if you if you think that that is you know, not important, then great. Uh, but I do think that there is something to be said for a team building winning habits, a team getting it together, so to speak, and learning how to win together. I mean, and this team is super, super young. So how much younger do you want to get? They're already the youngest team in the league in terms of uh, the roster composition by age. Nurkic is 22. Uh, Harkless is, is I think, also 22 or, or 20, 22 or 23. He's still in that range. Vonley's still a baby. Your two best players are 27 and 26. So that's not very old either. So yes, tanking in the abstract is better, but 
this team is young and paid. So if you don't want to lose a bunch of money in your investments and get nothing back for guys that ultimately you know you're going to trade, tanking might not be that great. So that's just another, that's just a counterpoint to tanking uh, to think about because I know we all look at the process now and how they got Joel Embiid and Embiid looks great. He's hurt, by the way. And then, you know, they have Ben Simmons waiting in the wings. But do you want four or five years? I mean, and and who who knows if it's going to work out for them? Because you still don't know about Embiid. His knee, or he may never be healthy enough. Who knows? He only played 30 games this season. They just traded away Nerlens Noel. Uh, Obviously, you can take uh, learnings from that. And Portland isn't in the same position by having good players. But uh, I think it's really interesting, uh, the situation that they find themselves in. Because obviously, tanking in the long term zoom out view is is what you would always say on paper to do but uh franchises aren't built on paper and and teams don't grow on paper and so i the winning that's happening this three game win streak even if it doesn't materialize into something uh long term or a playoff berth this at least enjoy this maybe just don't think about tanking or don't think about playoffs for a minute just enjoy this because this season has been such a slog. Just a gray, ugly eyesore of a season. And with Nurkic and the team playing the way they have, at least it's kind of fun right now. And you should enjoy that because the season's going to be gone very soon. And then you'll be looking at the draft and all that stuff. But this is this is fun. This is why we watch. This whole Nurkic thing is why we watch sports in the first place. So I'm not going to spend time poo-pooing it and being like, oh, what a waste. The Blazers should tank because that's total crap. Enjoy this because this is what watching sports is about, this this whole thing. And so uh, that's kind of my take on the tanking playoff thing. Just enjoy the Nurkic and the young guys and all this development for what it is. Like, Myers has had a super hard season, and he t- he balls out tonight. Alan Crabb, super hard season. He balls out tonight. Aminu balls out tonight. And so the Blazers get a win when CJ and Dame don't have to be above and beyond, and they actually look like a real team. And so uh, will there be more moments like this? I can't say. Knowing this team, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say that they will because – but this is also, I think it, it, this team is different. This whole Nurkic energy right now feels different. There is, there's something that is not stale about this team, and there's obviously a drive there from all these guys because they know all of the conversations that we're having about it would be better to take the pick, as you heard Dame say the other night. You know, they know this. So now they have even more motivation to go after it. And it adds a little uh, major league intrigue to it that everybody now including their own fans, a large portion of their own fans want them to lose and they're winning. And so, uh, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. And, uh, I think that's all you should do right now. This don't, I honestly just like, cause the difference right now between where they are and a pick is not as close as it was earlier. And it'll be the difference between like getting the, 15th pick and the 10th pick which is a big deal but 
this team is super young, as I said. And if if all of the draft experts that have been analyzing these this draft, if they're right and a lot of guys declare early, as most people do, then this draft will be deep enough to get somebody good at 15 or just on the outside of the lottery. So if they're right, Portland can make the playoffs and still get a good player, and then they have two other picks that they can use to do whatever they want with. So my advice would be enjoy this Nurkic moment. It was the best win of the season, most complete game, and uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it while it lasts because, you know, who knows how long this is going to go, and and it could be gone by the next game. And, And I think that that is something that, the attitude that you need to take with this season because it has been disappointing, but don't just root for losses because honestly, I just think that what's the point of that. So uh, the Blazers are off for a few. Uh, Then they will be back home to face the process as uh, fate would have it. They face Philadelphia on Thursday at home. Then they have another day off before they play Washington, before getting back out on the road for their last long road trip of the season. So, uh, yeah, you'll get a look at what tanking gets you uh, when Philadelphia comes to town. Not to say that Sam Hickey was wrong, but uh, I don't think that there is one way to build a team. So that's my final note on that, and we will be back with you. Please subscribe to the Locked On Blazers podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM. Leave us a five-star review. See us in the comments. See us on Twitter at LockdownBlazers, at Eric underscore Gunderson. And we will be back with you tomorrow for another podcast. And then Thursday, Blazers take on the 76ers. Until then, 